Hey, happy day. This is Dr. Drew, and I have my own podcast, my own radio show, and I am excited to be here on another presentation of Business Acceleration. I'm excited to bring this to you today, and I cannot wait to get started. I want to talk to you about the seven biggest screw-ups that businesses are facing today, the seven biggest things that are creating havoc for business owners, and the reason why many entrepreneurs, many consultants, many advisors are really not doing all that well. Let's start with one of the first ones, and that is a lack of strategy. When I discuss strategy, there is a huge difference between strategy and tactics. Strategy is what the business is. It's what the business is to become. Tactics are the how. And I cannot tell you how many times when I'm engaged in a conversation with someone that the words strategy and tactics are often screwed up. People are saying, I'm very strategic and I'm working on my goals. And I'm, you know, I'm doing all of the strategic stuff right now and what they really mean are tactics. Hell, if you don't know what the definition is, first of all, look it up. And secondly, if you're running your business in a modality that is completely tactical, then I'm going to tell you right now that the business is running you. You're not running the business, which requires you to have a good understanding of what you want that business to be. This comes from one of the great management consultants that ever lived, and that is Peter Drucker. The purpose of the business is the customer. Don't tell me that you started your business for money. Don't tell me that your objective is to make money. No shit, we all wanna make money. But the fact is, is that you make money when and if you're focused on your clients. You really need to look at competitive advantage. You need to look at mission, vision, and values. And you need to address what you're doing different than anybody else that is out there today. That's issue number one. Issue number two, depending upon if you're working in an organization right now, or if you have your own organization and there is a culture that is completely toxic, well, I can tell you at this particular point, it has to do with leadership. Screw up number two is where there's no leadership in organization. There's too many Indians. There's not enough uh, people running around directing the organization. Leadership is completely toxic in the way that they're doing things. Leadership doesn't have a strategy. Leadership doesn't have a plan. And more importantly, leadership might even be reacting like Attila the Hun. If, in fact, you have leaders that are out there each and every day bemoaning people, complaining about this, complaining about that. There seems to be no direction whatsoever. And most importantly, you have leaders that sit their asses in their offices all day long and are not walking around, then you really don't have leadership at all. You have managers. And there's a big difference between management and leadership. And people really need to get a very good understanding as to the difference between one or the other when they have no idea where the organization is going. And most importantly, the leaders are not directing the individuals where they need to go. They're not setting direction. They're not communicating. And people don't understand why they're there, what the competition is all about. Then you know you have a very poor organization. Screw up number three, where there are bad hires. Ever work for an organization where you have a bunch of people that are running around with chickens without heads 
and they have no idea why they're there, or they're completely bored with what they're doing. Or sometimes you even look at them and you say, how in the hell did you get this job to begin with? Well, it all starts with hiring. Unfortunately, many organizations, and when I say many, almost 92 to 93% of organizations that we survey really don't hire right. In other words, they're reacting to the hires that they need. They're not proactively looking at individuals that could be out there every single day working for the organization, working for the number one asset, which are clients, and most importantly, not helping to keep clients within there. This not only starts with training. You know, we could talk all day long about training and the need for training and all of that other hoo-ha that goes along with it. But I'm here to tell you that if you are not recruiting right, you're not selecting people within the organization, then you are not bringing the right people in that could do their jobs if their lives depended on it. This, by the way, coincides with the fact of something I said about leadership and something I want to talk about now, which is then screw up number four, and that is where there's a bad culture. You will have a bad culture not only because you have bad leadership, you're going to have a bad culture specifically because you are hiring the wrong people. And please do not tell me that you're trying to hire a team of individuals. There are no such themes, such ideologies as teams. Teams don't exist. Let's look, let's cut the bullshit. The fact is, is that when people are hired into an organization, they're only concerned about one thing themselves. They're really not concerned about this whole ideology of let's work in a team and let's everybody be together. That may exist if you're hiring right. It may exist if you're building a sports team and there's a common vision for everybody. But let's face it, when you're working in certain industries, you're working in certain companies, Fortune 100, 500, even 1,000, and bureaucracies exist, those cultures then become toxic. And they're toxic simply because the wrong people are hired. People become extremely mechanized to what happens in the organization. And three, they're only concerned about themselves. You then get nothing but children with big clothes. Don't believe me? Here are some of the topics of conversation that happen in your organization throughout the day. Why does Marjorie make $18,000 more than me? Why does Stan get three weeks of vacation and we start at the same time and I only get two? How come she gets an extra sick day and I am sick and I have the flu and I have to come in? Why is it he's allowed to take a three-day holiday and I'm not allowed to? These are the conversations that exist in the organization and it happens simply because you have a bad culture. The fact is, is that these teams don't exist and it's amazing because companies are spending millions if not billions of dollars every single year to do team training, team coalescing, team relationship building and that's all bullshit. Why? Because let me tell you right now, if Tim and Mike don't like each other and you decide that you're going whitewater rafting with a keg of Budweiser, trust me, one of them ain't coming back. But when you have two things, number one, great leadership that builds the vision, great leadership that communicates it, and most importantly, great leadership that selects, recruits, and trains the right people, then you have a good culture. Issue number five, poorly executed marketing. If you are not 
looking at your organization from two very specific perspectives. Number two, number one, competitive advantage. In other words, what the heck are you doing that no one else is doing in today's market? What are you doing that's completely different? And how are you allowing that to manifest? You see, when you're creating differentiation, you're creating value. When you're creating value, then that actually transfers to brand. Something you may or may not know is that your customers own the brand. And if you're not out there consistently and relentlessly marketing and driving success towards building that brand, then your business is going to be in dear trouble. The problem with many consultants, advisors, and the like is the fact that they are not marketing each and every day. And what you need to understand is that you're not in the insurance business. You're not in real estate. You're not a contractor. You're not in retail. You are in the marketing business. In other words, you're trying to create as many relationships as possible that you physically can in order to get the attention of somebody that might be interested in your value and then create a relationship with you based upon that value. That's essentially what marketing is, which then gets us into issue number six. The reason why individuals in organizations or the reason why organizations don't do well is because there's a misunderstanding of marketing and sales. Marketing is about building the correct, correct relationships in order to move forward. Selling is an exchange of value for money. But here then comes the other problem. And that is many organizations are hiring individuals thinking that you can bring anybody into the sales environment. Sales is a profession. Just like marketing, just like management, just like dentistry, just like any other thing that's out there where it's a professional ideology. I'm not saying that not anybody can do sales. You know, there's a lot of hoo-ha that goes around born and made just like leadership. People can be trained to sell, but unfortunately firms are not investing in their people in terms of training and development with sales. People are not sharing with them what has to happen in the sales environment. And more important than that is the fact that many individuals that are selling today, at least what I find when I'm consulting, mentoring, and even conducting a lot of turnaround, is that the individuals that are hired in the organization are not passionate about the products. They don't have the conviction, they don't have the testimonials in order to close the sale. And that's vital to success. Because if you can't sell yourself on the services and on the products that you're representing, then you're at or whole organization, unless it's yourself and you have your own firm, if you are not convinced that you can sell this particular product or service, then you're in big trouble to begin with. Last but not least, item number seven, where things are really screwed up in organizations is a true lack of customer centricity. I said it before, and it's important as I end this podcast right now. Your mission in developing a business is customer centricity. Your mission is customer satisfaction. Your mission is customer expectancy. Your customers own the brand. And the more you focus on acquiring customers, the more business you're going to have. Why? Because if you have a happy customer, one, it's going to lower your marketing by 80%. Two, customers tell other customers about the products and services that they have. 
Don't believe in the bullshit that you have to advertise from here till kingdom come. That you have to have a website in operation 24-7, 365 with lead magnets and uh, drop-downs and music and uh, birds of prey and all of this gobbledygook where you're paying thousands upon thousands of dollars in order to acquire customers. Trust me. It, all you need to do is focus on your target. When you're focusing on your target and you really get that niche of individuals that knows your value and starts to talk about your brand, they start creating a community. When the community starts to talk about you, they continue to visit your organization for the products and services that they have. That's why your accounting business is flourishing. That's why your law practice is flourishing. That's why your boutique is flourishing because people love what you have and they tell others. There's a store that's located by me here in St. Louis. It's called Nothing Bunt Cakes. They make miniature bunt cakes. That's all they do. They advertise a little bit here and a little bit there, but I got to tell you, they're building a multi-million dollar business and tons of locations. Why? Not because they're advertising when retail is down by well over 43% at this particular point in time. They're building a business because people are talking about them. When all of you decided several years ago to get these little plastic widgets connected to your belts that actually collected information on how many steps you did per day, you were all excited because you found out that you did anywhere between 9,000 and 11,000 steps. When you found out that you can compete with others, you then were racing each other around the office to talk about who did more steps the previous day. That company Fitbit was just sold to Google for over $2 billion. Not because of advertising, but because you as a consumer told somebody else who told somebody else who told someone else. And believe me, Apple is the same way. Yes, Apple did a little bit of advertising, but Apple back in the 80s, 90s, and even the early millennial was often that company that people talked about that was highly engaged in education. When Steve Jobs was terminated and eventually came back, he roared into existence and altered Apple. Doing so, he didn't do a tremendous amount of advertising. He allowed you, myself, and others talk about that. Many of you today have a Mac product. Many of you today actually have more than one Mac product. Why? Because you told others about it that they had to have Mac. They had to have it, and here's the reasons why. It lowered Apple's marketing costs and made it a multi billion dollar company. If you really want to fix your business, if you really want to build a level of prosperity and abundance that you've been looking for, a, a search for creating a company in which you can go from the valleys right to the mountaintops, then I encourage you today to do three things. Number one, read this list again. Strategy, leadership, hiring, culture, marketing, sales, and customer service. Two, stop what you're doing thinking that you're going to get a different result. It's an Einsteinian theory. If you really want to get involved in altering your business practices, then you have to stop doing what you're doing today and do something different. Challenge yourself. Three, get with people that are willing to give you the 
truth. Get with people that are smarter than you that you can engage with and can push you over the top. Stop listening to people that coddle you and say, oh, your business is great. Things are wonderful. If you know Houston, you got a problem, then fix it. You fix it, trust me, you're going to accelerate to higher levels of business success. You're going to move in a direction that you never thought possible. You are going to thank me for having given you this podcast. And you're going to wonder why you didn't make these changes sooner. Hey, listen, if you want to accelerate your business, then give me a call. Visit my website and I'll show you how to accelerate your business in three easy steps to make the money that God created you to obtain, to create a life of freedom, a life of success, and a life full of abundance. This is Dr. Drew. I want to thank you so very much for visiting my podcast today, Business Acceleration. I cannot wait to deliver another message to you again. God bless and have a great day and a great week ahead.